Cottony Attorneys and Consultants is dedicated to helping the construction industry with legal, business, and safety challenges. Welcome to this week's episode of Law & Mortar with John Kenny and Trent Cottony. Hey, this is Trent Cottony, CEO of Cottony Attorneys and Consultants. I want to welcome you to another episode of Law & Mortar. As always, I've got John Kenny with me. John, how are you doing? Doing great, Trent. Glad to be here today. Hope everybody out there is doing well as well. Yeah, we've got uh, a lot going on coming up next week is the International Roofing Expo at uh, Mandalay Bay in Vegas. Um, I know we are going to be flying out. I think both of us are flying out on Monday, uh, yep. different times. And uh, we've got a couple of different speaking things. You and I are, are on a panel together and then you're speaking and then I'm speaking. So it, it's going to be a busy couple of days for us and then we're back. Um but, you know, I kind of want to talk about it. It's, it's interesting because in the last week, uh, there have been a lot of cancellations and it was kind of surprising. I think, you know, GAF and Carlisle kind of started out uh, saying that they weren't coming over, you know, COVID concerns. And then the dominoes kind of started following one, one exhibitor after another. Um, you know, we even, you know, had some discussions about what we were going to do and ultimately you know, you and I both decided that we would go and and uh, make sure that we were there to speak in person. Um, but it's interesting because I think what you are going to see is more and more of this. I, I think COVID-19 is going to continue to spread. Um, I don't think Delta is the end of it. I think there, there will be other variants. I think the efficacy of, you know, our current vaccines will, will be less and less and we'll need boosters. And I think this is this is here to stay. So, um, you know, I guess, John, before I kind of get into talking a little bit more about vaccines, you know, what, what are your thoughts on what's happened, sort of the monumental news over the last week with IRE and, and what do you think the future is going to be? Yeah, well, I, I think it was, I, I want to say it wasn't surprising, but it was, it was, but wasn't at the same time. I think everybody was planning on going up to the very last minute. And I think when the COVID surge hit, it's, you know, we use it before, but it's another perfect storm in this uh, this environment we're in, along with everything else everybody's facing. But there are a lot that have canceled and also geared back, um, only sending one or two people rather than maybe a you know quorum of ten. But I, I'm not sure. You know, I guess the big uh, thing that's up in the air is who's going to go from the visitation side. That I don't know. Um, I think that's kind of a ball in the air question that most of us are asking. But like you said, we are both going out there. We will be speaking, um, you know, fingers crossed. I'm truly hoping that I walk out on stage for the first live presentation since the first prior COVID in 2020 and have a full house. But I, I don't know. Same as you, we don't know. Looking forward to the panel we're doing together along with, uh, you know, Ken Kelly and Michelle Boykin of Rackley. And um, I think that's going to be a great panel uh, for what's going on in the industry. But uh, we'll see. Hopefully we get a full house. Yeah, our, our panel discussion. I, I would be shocked if that's if that's not the you know one of the most attended because for our listeners that's on you know material issue, material availability, delays, price increases, um, you know cutting edge topic uh, with the latest information on it. And we were able, you know, thank you to uh, to Brandy and Informa who was kind of able to allow us to maneuver that discussion to more current topics, which was you know, I think pertinent for the issues that we've got now. Um, along the lines of COVID, 
On our legal side, we have had more and more phone calls from contractors that are looking to now mandate vaccination policies. You know, when the vaccines first came out, everyone was was real touchy-feely. We're not going to mandate any of these things. You know, we care about people's feelings, all this kind of stuff. Now that it's it's from an economic perspective, it's destroying production. You know, it's it's not just that, but there's, you know, increased PTO, sick leave. It's just, it's a nightmare. And then not not to mention the safety issue, right? You, you, you've got an issue there. So we've had more and more contractors turn to us and say, you know, Trent or our team, we want, um, you know, vaccination policies. You know, and in that regard, we, we went to our, our shop, shopcontiny.com. We put up a mandatory vaccination policy that's there for purchase. But um, it's difficult to navigate these issues. You know, it, it is, I understand the politics. I understand the um, the morale related issues, but look, I'm a business owner, and I also understand the the problems with having this cut into production, and the fact that a lot of customers are are demanding that crews be vaccinated. So, um, John, what are you hearing? I guess on the consulting side. Yeah, same thing. I think you know we had this conversation probably four or five months ago, where we thought we were coming out of the backside of COVID, which we now know we're not. We're kind of in another part of the tunnel, I think. Um, there it was about going to be vaccinated, but it was a touchy issue. How many people are going to do it? Right now, I'm pretty much hearing across the board, it's coming down from the largest corporations and coming right on down the line where it's going to be mandatory vaccinations. So what that means is if you're in a crew and you're working for a contracting company, roofing company, or any other for that matter, you're not going to work on any of their properties without being vaccinated. So it's not just going to be employees of these companies. It's going to be anybody that you go to service their roof. They're not going to let you on unless you show proof of vaccination. So it's coming. I, I think we're now in a switch uh, zone from a questionable 50-50 what it's going to be to I think you're going to see as each month of this goes by, or probably each week for that matter, you're going to start to see more and more companies come out with mandatory vaccine policies. Yeah, and you know, John, you and I are both vaccinated. I'm, I'm back to the max. And, you know, uh, the reason my rationale for doing it was that I, I traveled too much and I, I just can't risk um, being down for a prolonged period of time. Right. And I, I get the politics. I get the feelings on both sides. But I think as we kind of move through this, we're going to see more and more business owners look at the impact it has on, you know, pay time off on production capability. And I think, you know, I think you're going to start seeing more and more of these things, regardless of what you think about it, you know, politically. Agreed. I um, mean, you look, at, you look even at a crew or you're looking at your admin staff, if somebody gets sick, you're losing at least a week. I, I don't care what the symptoms are, how really, hopefully they're not any sicker than that. You're losing a week. You got 15, 20 people. I mean, you're talking losing a month to two months worth of production out of a year when you start to get that up. A lot of that's, that's going to become unrecoverable here at some point. Yeah, it's it's going to be an ongoing issue, and I hate to say it, but I think it's going to get a lot worse. You know, um, I, I've heard a lot of people say, "Oh, it's going to fizzle out in September." And I don't think so. I, I don't. You know, maybe I'm, I'm hoping I'm wrong, but uh, I think it's going to be something that we, as an industry, are going to have to continue to navigate. So well, that's a good point you're taking, trend opinion-wise. I mean, every time we've sat and thought it was going to be over as a society, this thing has come back with vengeance. To the next level. So until it's completely gone, I think we got to be prepared. Yep, absolutely. So John, I want to turn to the next subject, which is 
e-verify. We had a couple of real hot button issues come up this week that uh, I think are worth talking about. And, you know, uh, just to, to give our audience sort of a clue as to what that is, um, federal project, a contractor goes on there, uh, wins, is winning better, gets the job. As part of that requirement, everybody knows if you're doing federal work, there's all kinds of heightened stuff. You got to do Davis-Bacon, you know, uh, uh, wage reporting. You've got to, um, you know, follow the FAR regulations. There's a lot of different things that you've got to do. But one of the requirements is usually E-Verify, right? Not just for you, but for your subs as well. Um, in this particular instance, you know, there was a contractor that was concerned about the legitimacy of his employees. And yeah, he's got, you know, he was shown the proper documentation that was required, but there's always sort of that gut check. Do you really want to know for certain? And, you know, he asked, he's like, well, what do we do? How do we go about doing it? So for our listeners, this is a complex area of the law, but there are some things that you need to understand. If you are choosing to e-verify, and there are some of you that are in states that require it, you know, here in Florida, there was a law that was recently passed, which for some public work, you know, there, there is a e-verify requirement or there, you know, there are other options if you're not doing that. Um, but if you are in one of those states that doesn't have it, it's not otherwise required, you can e-verify just your crew that is going to be doing the federal work and every employee that you hire after that, okay? Or an alternative is you can consider creating a separate company that just does federal work, okay, where you are minimizing the number of people that have to go through E-Verify. So um, it, it is your choice once you do it, but at a minimum, that crew has to be E-Verified and anybody that you hire after that crew, uh, which is an interesting nuance of the law. It, it is before you get into federal work, make sure you know what you were doing, okay? Don't, don't jump in, you know, don't cannonball into federal work. You need to really take it a step at a time because it, you can get burned pretty quick with the additional regulation. John, you know, did you work on any federal projects and what are, what's your experience there? Yeah, and it, it wasn't just the uh, being a federal project as far as being government control. We actually did a, throughout my career a lot of work for uh, contractors that built things for the federal government or they had federally funded into their projects and they required it as well. So they follow the same thing. So, yep, is exactly what you said. Um, the crews had to be, you have to submit everything in. They got to e-verify the crew. And, um, you know, and on top of that, too, you got to be careful and watch out, too. It's not just e-verify. Sometimes they're doing criminal background checks. They got to have service. Sometimes they do it all. So I definitely, it's one of those we've talked about in one of the prior ones. Read your contract and understand what you're getting into before you sign on that dotted line. Good advice. So, John? Guess what time it is? I bet you it's question time. It's question time. So I'm going right. to go over my, my stack over here and we'll see what's on top. Um, let me see here. I think you will enjoy this one, John. This this one I think is, I, I've got some comments, but I'll, I'll, I think this is primarily you. So this one is from William. And the question is, is if you're, if you're running, let's see if I can summarize it. If you are, um, Let's say you're a contractor and you've got a bookkeeper or someone that is managing your books in your office. What kind of SOPs or oversight should you have to ensure that, that everything's being done correctly? Well, you, you put your basic SOPs in where you have your closeout meetings, you do your financial review meetings. 
Well, one thing that I've always found out over the years is as much, especially in accounting, you think you got the right SOPs in place, but sometimes you, you just there's always a way that it ends up going off. And what I mean by that is make sure your filings are all done correctly. Make sure everything's up to snuff and check some of the smaller items. It's always good to have an internal audit. Um, and I know we do that. And I've done that at other companies where we always have someone else doing an audit. And sometimes you will find mistakes, but you're better off finding them yourself and correcting them than you are someone else finding them. So make that part of your SOP. And I guess that's when, so SOPs are great. Put it in place for how you do everything. But part of your SOP needs to be, especially in accounting and bookkeeping, you want to have an internal audit process. Um, and it doesn't have to be complicated. It's just another set of eyes to do a second check, whether it's quarterly uh, monthly or, you know, depending on how much, you know, you're doing in different things, but I definitely recommend that. Yeah, I think that's good advice. And the other thing that I would say is that in addition to internal audits, it's always good to have a third party outside, especially for, you know, year-end accounting, things like that, just yep. to double check what your internal team is doing. Um, it's sort of a belt and suspenders approach. And, you know, that way you, you've got at least some certainty that that either what you've got is good or it isn't. So um, the key thing is, is like John said, you find something, correct it. Uh, one of the things that you will, you know, for for the listeners out there that are just starting their businesses or they're just moving through it. It's always what you don't know that comes to comes to get you. So as you're going through things, you know, um, I experienced this plenty of times where you learned that there was some special something that, that needed to be done in a certain way or something paid or something. And you don't find out till you get that notice. Right. But as soon as you get that, it's the last time that happens. So um, the, the key is just being, you know, being prompt, being aggressive. Don't don't put your uh, head in the sand. And those checks and balances are imperative. So with that, we are going to end it. I'd like to thank all of our listeners as usual. If you got any questions for us, please submit them. We are getting to them. So you can send it to tcotney at cotneycl.com for me. And John, how can they get you? Again, me at jkennycotneycl.com. Great. Well, thank you, guys. We'll see you next time for another episode of Lawnmower. Thank you. Take care.